but you know, people have heads of different sizes. And so I didn't really know what it was that she was was referring to. And I said, just like, give us the, the break it down for us. What does this mean? And her di- basically she gave us not just not only a diagnosis of you know apraxia and cognitive disorder and a bunch of other things, but the prognosis was. She said to us at the time, all of the things that Jordan wasn't going to be wasn't going to be able to. Um, that she wasn't going to live alone. She probably wouldn't graduate high school. She would need assisted care her whole life. She would definitely never drive. Probably not be able to hold a job. And you know, when I walked into the uh, when I walked into the appointment with the idea that there's nothing wrong uh, as a father. We've done this presentation so many times that you'd think that I would be able to actually get through it without getting emotional about it. But as a father, I will say that the uh, the reality of that something could be wrong with your child, you know, first of all, we go totally internal, right? What did I do? Did I do something wrong? Did, did, did something happen with, with, with mom during childbirth, during delivery? Somebody do something wrong, right? You want to blame somebody for something. And then, and then it's like, okay, well, so what do we do now? And we jumped online. This was now 20-some years ago, so there was not a lot of resources available to us. And, and even having a prognosis, nobody told us what was going to be available to us and what was it we could do and where it was that we could go and what kind of help that we could, could get, could get access to. And so luckily we went online but, and we were able to find a support group from around the world. And we got into, as, as like Sean did, early intervention program and a number of other programs. And we actually had Jordan, my, my daughter, a number of different school settings to give her the best opportunity for success for whatever her needs were going to be. And it was a constant learning, um, uh, I don't call it opportunity, but it was a constant learning uh, exercise for all of us as we were going through this, this, this process. And so um, we were not going to let our doctor tell us what the future held for my daughter. And um, let me just, I'll fast forward the story to tell you uh, when I, when I joined this business uh, now about five and a half years ago, and Sean's right, I was a CEO of my, of my own company, and I had a bunch of other things going on um, that required my focus and my effort to be all on the job I had and the boss I was responding to. Even as CEO, I, I had investors in my company. So as CEO, I was my boss, but I actually had 500 bosses, people who invested in my company. And I didn't get a chance to spend time and focus on the things that were that were important for my daughter and I think that that families who deal with kids with special needs are, are, are angels and are doing amazing work because we sacrifice so much and you know I was I was going on the idea that the work that I was doing was going to lead us to you know be able to pay for the things that we needed to make sure that Jordan's life was successful and then I got introduced to this company where I could see the crusade the mission was all about no family getting left behind when it comes to information about about finances. And I thought about it, and I thought, you know, as a special needs parent, we get information about educational resources if we ask or if we know where to ask, right? We get information about occupational therapies and speech therapies and physical therapies and, you know, those kinds of things. But financial resources are not really – they're not really, uh, you know, talked about. There's not a lot of people out there that are providing financial resources. So I kind of married the two as I – as I realized that what we do as a company and some of the stuff that I'm going to share with you right now uh, here in a second could be so effective. It's so effective for so many families and so many communities 
we're already left out of the conversation around finances, but for special needs families in particular that don't have that resource. But I will say this, it was not my idea initially. What, what happened was my daughter, who by the way, did graduate high school, she was starting to do a sales job. She was selling Cutco knives, if any of you have ever had that experience of, of kids coming out of college or out of high school, they hire them to sell Cutco knives, which is crazy because it's like selling a $3,000 set of steak knives. I don't know how they could do it. And she was having success because the one thing about Jordan, even though she had some learning disabilities, is she's incredibly personable. People love her. She's laughing all the time. And she's just, you know, one of those people you just totally engage with. And so I thought as I was learning our business around providing financial information to families that if Jordan could sell Cutco knives, maybe she could actually join our business. Now, in our business, it requires us to have a license, actually to have several licenses, but to start with a, a license to be able to sell you know, insurance products and other financial products. And uh, you know, the funny thing about it is I thought, you know, well, you know, it may be a struggle, but you know, if she tries hard enough, perhaps she can do it. She joined the business. She passed the California insurance exam. She got her license, and she had had some, some success. So um, when we were talking about no community being left behind, it was Jordan who said, Dad, what's my, where's my community? What's my community that we can impact? And I was like, of course, we should be talking about the special needs community um, because it's an area that's being neglect neglected. And that's when I said to Sean, who I knew Sean's son was on the autism spectrum. So Sean, let's let's do something. He's like, I'm already on the, on the path. Let's do this together and join forces. And, and really, four years ago to the day, we held our first presentation like this uh, for the special needs community. So we've been doing this for four years, and we've, we've got some phenomenal partners. We've got, uh, you know, as our co-panelist, obviously, April, uh, April Calzada, who, who shared a little bit about, about her story and, and just a fierce, a fierce uh, uh, Wonder Woman, I, I say. Um, Adam Hancock, who is our, he really is our, our office manager, by the way, he's our compliance officer in our company. Who's as a as a quadriplegic? Actually, all in, all business that comes through our offices, including securities business, runs through Adam's hands. So the thing 